Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So we've been playing for you some of the clips of my five-day free workshop that I've been giving. And by the way, if you ever have any questions or you want to just let me know what you were thinking or, or what really moved you from any of this, or if you're feeling stuck with any of it, you can always DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I'd be happy to, to hear what this is feeling like for you. And if it's feeling motivating, or if you have any questions, feel free to come on over there. Um, The other thing I want you to know is that the doors to my program made to do this are officially open. And if you have any questions about that program, you can definitely ask me that as well. If you want to check out information about that program, you can go to madetodothis.com. There's an awesome video there that actually shows clips from Made to Do This. You can get a really good sense. There's also like a bunch of reading material that helps you understand what Made to Do This is like. Uh, But Made to Do This is a 12-week program that walks you through A to Z, step-by-step, how you can make a living doing what you were put here to do. And unlike all these other online courses where you watch recorded videos, Made to Do This is not pre-recorded videos. It is actually me and you every week on Zoom. So it's interactive, it's live. Um, There's an opportunity for you to ask questions. We have dance parties. Once a month, We, in addition to our weekly calls, we have what I call a sacred sunrise where we do meditation and some breath work. It is both business information and personal transformation. This is the kind of program that when everybody else is going to zig, we're going to zag. Like this program is no person left behind. So in addition to weekly coaching with me live on Zoom, you will also each be given your own mentor. And that person is going to be there so that you can ask direct questions and have even smaller breakout groups. But not only that, in addition to that, that weekly call you're going to have with me in your mentor groups, you're going to do implementation work. You are going to take whatever the assignment is for the week and you are going to have time to actually get the work done and do co-working and have questions answered and really have someone there holding your hand. You know, it's one thing if you were to buy a cookbook or watch a cooking show, but it's another thing if the chef is like sitting next to you in the kitchen and making the loaf of bread with you like step by step. So What I love about Made to Do This is it really is me linking arms with you. And by the end of 12 weeks, you will see yourself in the way you always dreamed. You will start to manifest things and the synchronicity will be off the hook and you will start to step into true abundance. So if you have any questions at all, you can definitely DM me on Instagram. You can also reach out at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. Made to do this is $317 a month. You have a lifetime access. I would definitely seize the day. We would love to have you in there. You can go to madetodothis.com to sign up. Not to mention, you are going to have guest expert sessions with me during Made to Do This, including Gabby Bernstein and Ali Webb, among others. Go find out more about it. Go to madetodothis.com. If you have any questions, definitely reach out. I hope you guys enjoy the next piece of the workshop. And without further ado, let's get to it. Okay, welcome everyone. So we're going to do something super fun today. Here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you guys some questions and we are going to notice participation. We're going to keep track of a couple people and then I'm going to be doing a giveaway at the end. So I will post the winners, but if you participate, you'll be put into the raffle. So just participate. We'll grab names. It'll just be silly and I'll give away the items that I've already given away. Are you with me? Who's ready? Okay, here we go. First question. Why did I say that it's never really a business problem? It's a courage problem. Go. What did I mean by that? Why did I say 
it's not a business problem. What I typically see boils down to a courage problem. Oh, I see people here. Beth, pick a few of these people, write their names down. Susanna, Susanna, Tiffany's got it because fear keeps us back because fear and shame because of rejection. Yes. Pick a few of these people. I love me. I love me some of this stuff. Um, come on, Instagram. Let's go. Why did I say that it's not typically a business problem? It's actually a courage problem. You seeing people, Beth? I got them. Beth sees people. She sees people. She sees people like the kid in the sixth sense. I see those people, but she sees you here in the living. So we've got some people. Let me explain that just while we're on the topic. People say, I can't start a business because I lack the time. I lack the money. I lack whatever they think the resource is. It's typically that we are afraid of rejection because in order to start a business, we have to be willing to what? What do we have to be willing to do? We have to be willing to be messy, try things. And essentially it comes down to business is somebody else paying you money. That's what business is, right? Like a hobby is I can go in my room and paint things and who paints like this? No one. That was a weird, that was not true to life. But if it's a hobby and you're painting or you're playing guitar, you don't need to care what anyone thinks about your hobby. It's for you. If it's a business, we mean that somebody else is paying us. There's money changing hands. That means at the end of the day, the reason people have a business problem that's really not a business problem, but a courage problem is because when it comes down to it, we're afraid to go to another human being and possibly be rejected because what it requires, it requires testing. It requires offering. It requires a focus group. There has never been a company or a brand or a entrepreneur in history that wasn't like, is it Jiffy peanut butter or Skippy? Or are they both a thing? I'm forgetting right now. Well, let's call it Skippy because I know that that's one. My mom would never let me have it. She had to have me have the one that was like, you have to stir it and it tastes like, you know, cement. That was my mom. But if it's Skippy, that's not a thing that they just put on a shelf. I promise it's not. What happened first is someone went, do you like peanuts? Do you like peanut butter? And someone went, okay. And they were like, do you want it creamy? Do you want it crunchy? Do you want it more like this? Do you want more corn syrup? Do you want more or more than more? I mean, I'm joking, but there are focus groups for everything. So when your friend who opened up that yoga studio, she didn't just open the yoga studio. First, she started teaching her sister. Then her sister started bringing her friend. Then she started saying, is this a thing? Then she started to offer it. Then she was like, I think I've tested the fact that I do a thing and people like the thing I do. And on it went until it was like, I think it's time to scale this and open a yoga studio. So business comes down to, if you have the courage, I guarantee you, you'll figure out what you do that somebody else is willing to pay for. And there are already people, I guarantee you right now, buying that thing from someone else. So if you have the courage to show up and here's what Seth Godin likes to tell me, he says, Kath, people need to have the courage to make mediocre things. Ooh, ooh. When I first started writing music, it wasn't my best. It was, I would say, mediocre. 
the only way I started to be able to write great songs is because I gave myself the permission to keep writing my way through the mediocre crap. And unless you are born Mozart, then you need to give yourself that permission. And when you read Malcolm Gladwell's book, he goes, oh, remember those people called the Beatles? They played together for eight years in a band before they said, we're the Beatles. So we look at people and go, they didn't have to have courage. They had a perfect thing. And then the world went, yes, you did. I had Guy Kawasaki on my podcast. Do you know who he is? He used to be one of the big man on campus people at the place called Apple. So he worked with Steve Jobs and all the rest. Now he's a big man on campus at Canva. And I said, how did you do it? How did you guys come up with the iPad and the iPod and the iPhone? And it was like one success after another. And he goes, cause we didn't do it that way. Cause you can look at it that way and go, oh my God, you guys are insanely brilliant. You just hit the nail on the head every time he goes, no, 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 no. We sat in a room with a whiteboard with about a thousand ideas and we tested them. And then you could go back in and circle iPad, iPod and go see how they won every time. But the 17 ideas that failed is what led us to testing and then going, no, no, it's going to be this. Because if you know the story of Apple, you know that in the early 90s, they barely could survive, right? We started seeing them with the Apple IIe. Things started to go down. They came back with a vengeance. So we don't get this, but we need to have the courage. Is this clear now? Type a one if this is clear. How's this feeling in your heart? Does it feel like it hits you as true? Because... I'm telling you it is the truth. Okay, here's another question. Are you ready? I'm gonna give you some business questions and some just like questions that are things that you might have learned if you showed up for these two weeks of free work. Where were you? I'm just kidding. A lot of you were there. I know you see your faces. Here's another question. Why does it matter who we spend time with? Tell me in the chat, Beth is watching. Beth is on you. She sees your participation. She sees those of you who don't participate. We see you when you're sleeping. We know when you're awake. We know when you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. Who misses Christmas already? I'm already ready for it. Um, why does it matter? Beth, write it down. People are coming in with answers. It matters because doctor uh, over here on Instagram, she says, because we become them. Yes, you do. How terrifying is that? Next time you want to go and judge your mother, oh, maybe you're a lot like her. I know that I have that issue. I'm like, you're this, you're this. Damn it. That's me. Um, so look around. Who do you spend time with? Why does it matter? Absolutely. We resonate the same level. We need positive to continue positive. Five people you spend time with absorb their habits. Beth, catch a few names for me. I need you to catch these names. I know you got this. She's giving me the, the head nod. We're going to give a few of these people. So for every question, I'm going to pick a, well, Beth will pick a few names and those people just randomly, I'm going to give you guys prizes. I already told you what the prizes are. I'm not slouching here. Every prize is like a hundred or $150. And it's things that I'm not sponsored by these things. I should give you the things I'm sponsored by, but that would be a Casper mattress, which is a hard thing to send to you. And I'm not giving you those kinds of things. Also, the things I'm sponsored by might not be as fun as me just sending you a thing that I would buy for myself. Um, she says, I am my mom. Um, okay, 
So we become like them. Yes, you guys get it. So this is really very essential that you guys know this. So part of the reason why I am really, really, really into having people come into me to do this is because I know that I need to create a, I need you guys to basically have an incubator where you are not only safe to be messy, where we talked about before, but you need people around you who are doers. You need people around you who've made a decision that they want to be a little bit scared because they want to leave their comfort zone. You need people around you who made a decision and said, I'm not going to live according to my limitations. And so I'm not going to constantly be nice to you and tell you that you can't do it. I'm going to encourage you. I want people around you who are taking action and who are pushing through breakthroughs every single week. How many people do you know like that in your life? I know that we all have maybe one or two friends like that. And sometimes you like can't bear to have lunch because you go, I know if I see this girl and I tell her I've been sitting home eating chocolate bars, she's going to kick my butt and I can't handle that. But once in a while you go, but isn't it better for me to be around the person who holds my potential so tightly that when I'm around them, I can't but help be reminded of it. And not only that, the two biggest reasons why people aren't, I was voice noting with people, by the way, if you want a voice note from me, the next two days are the day to do it. Because when you're on the fence about me to do this, or you need support, if you DM me before Friday, tomorrow night, I've been voice noting people. So one woman wrote to me and she's like, I have all these creative ideas when it comes to other people, but I don't have them for myself. Why is that? I said, because the two most common limiting beliefs that are lies that we tell ourselves, they stop you every time from really unleashing your creativity. And here's what they are. It's, it's a version of I'm not enough that comes up or this is not possible. And when you're in made to do this, one thing that's like, you know, people, you don't want them to guarantee you, like, don't look at me and guarantee me I'm going to be a millionaire. That's like disgusting, actually. Like next time someone says that to you, be like, hmm, tell me more about you. <laughs> but what I can guarantee you is that when you're in made to do this, those two things that have unfortunately been like in the movie Inside Out running your life, it's not possible and I'm not enough. We will extract that from you surgically. So now you're in a group of people where you go, that's possible, that's possible, that's possible, that's possible, and I am enough. And you will take action. Our program has a 92% completion rate because it's live. Oh, and by the way, newsflash, we added a session every week. You know, I am sort of obsessed with this work and I know some people have a day job, hence they listen to my show, don't keep it. And so we added a session. So if you are the kind of person who's like, I needed a session in the evening, you now have that. We're doing a session Monday evenings at 8 p.m. And if you're the person who goes, but oh no, I wanted a session at noon during the week, we're doing that too. So there'll be two sessions with Kathy. You get double stuff Oreo time. You get double me. And some of you might go, it's too much. You are too much. I am, I get it. You don't have to show up to both. But if you're like, can I? Yeah, you can come to both. Come, come, come be a part of it. Um, so we have now an evening session. You know why I said to my, here's why I added the evening session. What the hell do I really have to do? I'm not going anywhere. I have no parties to go to. I'm not, I'm not fancy. I want to hang out with you. 
and I know you'll accept me in my sweats. So let's do it. So there's an evening time. There's a daytime. Where's your excuse now? I'm taking all those excuses away. Um, and you will get to choose from, we had people vote on the pop, most popular, popular. You, I can't not do that, by the way. That's a problem. If I hear a word in my head and it reminds me of a song, the song gets sung. I can appreciate that that's annoying. I'm gonna apologize for that right away. And some of you go, I love when that happens. It's annoying to me sometimes. It's like a thing that has to be done. In any case, I digress. We had people vote on the most popular times for the mentor sessions. And that's something else that you will get. There's five of the most popular times. You get to choose that one, choose your own adventure, and you'll have that mentor session every week as well. So there you go. And you'll pick the one time that works for you. There's day, day morning, evening, all the options. Okay, next question. The next question is, why did I say sales is not a numbers game? Rather, sales is a people's game. Why did I say sales is not a numbers game? Sales is a people's game. Write it down. Beth is on the lookout. Everyone's on the lookout for your participation. Sarah says, because sales is radical empathy. She's correct. Uh, Melissa Camilleri, you're not allowed to play. You get nothing. Melissa works with us and made to do this. Um, Eileen says, because it's all about relationships. And Katie says, yeah, or sales is serving. You do it well. Intimacy with people, spread the good. Yes. Let's go to Instagram. Let's see what you have to say. Uh, because really it's about intimacy. That's correct. Janelle gets it. Serena says sales is a people's game because you will not get sales if you can't relate. That's right. You guys get it. This is what sales is about. You know what the name of the game is in sales? Create intimacy, create connection. So this is why I just love, <laughs> I just love teaching people the way I teach people, frankly. I mean, of course I do. That sounds narcissistic, but I do. I'll tell you why. Because all the stuff you're being told that you need, a business plan, a fancy webinar, a long email list of names, that's a little bit of noise. It honestly isn't what it is. It's just not. In fact, the more perfect your picture is on your Facebook ad, the more you really prep for that webinar, you're gonna, you're gonna actually hurt the intimacy factor, are you not? In fact, Instagram has already put the data out that people, influencers, humans, people using the app have a better response when they have just a photo with their iPhone than like one of those, hi, I'm an influencer, do you like it? Like that doesn't get as much engagement. We as human beings, the number one thing that they've determined makes something go viral, whether it's a post, whether it's an article, whether whatever it is, how much people, like you said, they can feel themselves in it, they relate to it. Did you know that when it comes to posting things on Instagram or teaching courses or really doing anything that you put out there, content of any kind, did you know that the number one reason why people don't respond is because it can feel overwhelming rather than digestible? Notice, you can try this at, you can try this at home. 
Notice the next time you go and post something where you speak on your post in a little bit more of like a casual tone or a little sassy, how that does so much better. Today I posted, I love going to bed early. I don't want to go to parties. And I realized that this is actually my punishments as as a child. This is now like a gift to myself. I put myself, you know, this and that. People love it like so fast. What my students will think coming into the program is what most people think and why they don't start a business is they go, because it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. I have to look perfect. I have to sound perfect. So no, that actually is not the goal because that actually gets you in the wrong direction. Is this making sense? So you want to, here's, here's the beauty of it. Everything in your life that's told you to try harder to be more impressive, you get to be yourself. The more you lean into, I do wear glasses. I don't love blowing my hair out. I do want to talk about the fact that I had a whatever, a stressful morning better for you, better for them. So intimacy is sales. And so sales is not about I show up and I convince people of things and my pitch has to be perfect. And the more perfect it is, I will, I will, I will be able to convert people. Like none of that works. What works is give to people, connect to people, make deposits with people, nurture people, be yourself, be honest, be genuine, be vulnerable. And the more you do that, that intimacy becomes like currency and there will be a portion of what you did, the energy you poured in, the way that you actually made a real connection, it will be inevitable. It will just be the next organic thing. You don't have to convince the guy you're dating on date number one, why he should prepare to to propose to you because it just wouldn't make sense. But if you do date and you guys keep doing that thing where you try to connect and show up for each other, eventually it just becomes an organic thing that it's either right or it isn't. And when it isn't, that's also good. We want people to get, especially in business, that you should be not for everyone. If everyone is sticking, you don't stand for anything. You're not solving anyone's problem. Like, In order for you to stand here, you can't also stand there. In order for you to do something well, like I make running shoes, you probably shouldn't also try to make the best fancy footwear and children's ballet shoes because then you kind of do something as opposed to really do something. So the more you are obsessively standing for one person, you can then lovingly encourage them to go to down the street to the other person who does that other thing. And you get to stand where you are and people will go, oh, I actually love that she's doing just that because then that's my go-to for that. When I was just doing music, I wrote songs that were typically sort of uplifting songs. And the music supervisors used to say, Kath, I always think of you when I think of music that's like happier And you know, the, I'm on top of the world, eh, I'm on top of the world, like those kinds of songs, American authors and, 
and uh, Imagine Dragons. Like I always wrote those kinds of songs and it's good to be known for a thing. Cause then in the brain, it, you get, you pull it out of your hat you go, Oh, I can think of associating this person with this versus this person does everything. I used to have people who would say, Oh, I write all kinds of music. And I, my brain just couldn't file that. So I would actually delete it. But if someone's like, I do this, I do this. It's like, Oh, she does this particular thing. Great. She's a lactation specialist versus I help new moms with everything it kind of like goes in one ear and, and out the other. So you get to be you, you get to create intimacy, you get to keep showing up and then the sales just organically come. Is that making sense? Um, next thing. Why did I say that podcasting is a great way to grow a business? Why did I say that podcasting is a great way to grow your business? What is it about podcasting? And Melissa, I see you here too. So we're basically just giving away people um, prizes if they participate. So you can grab a few names as well. And then I told everyone we'll play that other fun game at the end. And um, so here we go. So I'm going to read the answers. Why did I say, because it helps you connect and spend intimate time with you. You're creating intimacy. You're building a community, relationships, um, because it's a more intimate way of connecting. Exactly. Because you form that intimacy. Exactly. That's the difference between exactly. Ben just said it long form medium. That's the difference between podcasting. If the name of the game is intimacy, then what actually grows your business is thinking about intimacy every single day. So you're like, what would I do to be generous today? What would I give away? What would make this person feel seen? What are their pain points? If the name of the game is intimacy, I would say, what's the best way for me to build a relationship, to invest, to nurture, to give value away for free? Well, you have options when it comes to content, don't you? You can put up a YouTube video. If we know from the data that YouTube will tell you, if you, if you, keep, if you keep people's attention for five minutes, you're crushing it. If you are on YouTube, how distracted are you? If you're on YouTube, how often are you going to YouTube with the intention of sitting down for an hour? You're not, just not that kind of a platform. If you are going and listening to a podcast, you're making a different kind of selection as a consumer of content. And that way you can say, well, if I created a podcast, I'm creating long form content. And also how are people listening to it? It's more intimate. It's inside their earbuds most of the time versus I'm watching something on YouTube. Also, here's another thing. People love to multitask. If I'm watching something, it's hard to drive. If I'm watching something, it's hard to do dishes. But if I'm listening to a podcast, I never have to make a choice between that content and what I'm doing. I can take a drive to work and listen to the podcast. I can work out, listen to the podcast. I can wash dishes, listen to the podcast. Other, the only thing I shouldn't do is probably like be on a date or like trying to have a conversation with somebody. But basically anything I do by myself, I can get work done, listen to a podcast. Like I can get that done. So then it, it allows people to be with you for the long haul. And that's why I say podcasting is so, so wonderful. And I'm going to do something else because we are closing enrollment tomorrow night and a bunch of you are like, I'm sold on podcasting. And I, I get that you're sort of, that's like one of my claims to fame. Everyone has their thing. Like I am one of the more, I think I'm in the like top 3% of all podcasters. So that's cool. Um, it's very cool actually. So 
we're going to do this thing today where if you enroll by the time we get off 30 minutes later, you're going to get my podcasting course as a bonus, as a flash bonus. Um, so Beth and Melissa, write down a few of the people's names who you saw participating. Podcast, podcast, podcast. The other reason I love podcasts is because there used to be a time, and I want you guys to get this, there used to be a time when in order for you to be an authority on something, you had to have a book published. There used to be a time when, when you wanted to be an authority on a topic, you needed to have a spot on NBC. You needed someone else to tell you, you are an authority. But notice that now, if you have a podcast, well, so does Malcolm Gladwell. If you have a podcast, so does Ira Glass. If you have a podcast, so does Katie Couric. The exact same place where it used to be, people would say, who's on TV? Phil Donahue, blah, 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 right? And he had to be chosen by someone else who said, you have the permission to have the mic. Well, now I can go to the same channel where I'm going to find all these celebrities, all these experts, all these people who are known in the finance world, in the sociology world and all that. And you're right there. So when you look at like the top podcasts in business, I think last time I checked our show was number nine overall of all time shows about business and entrepreneurship. That's me shoulder to shoulder with these people that you've known about all these years, right? What was required for me to show up? Nothing. I uploaded it to Apple myself. Well, Emma did it, like we did it together, but nobody told me I couldn't. So I then get the eyes of people or the ears rather of people who are just looking through other things. That's why people like Matthew McConaughey and Rob Lowe. And yesterday I interviewed Busy Phillips. She calls me. Why? Well, because I have a podcast that's successful. So the other thing to think about with podcasting is there are billions of pieces of content on YouTube, billions. With podcasting, it might seem really, really saturated, but we're talking about maybe maybe less than a million podcasts are consistent every week. It's a very big difference. It's a very big difference. It's the difference. It would feel the same in an analogy of being in Manhattan or being in a small town, maybe somewhere like um, two hours out of a big city, like kind of like that. That's the difference in how the space is crowded. And that stands for a lot. So think about that when you're thinking about why podcasting. Well, there's a lot of good reasons logistically, as we just said, and that intimacy is key. Okay. Next question. What is a limiting belief that you have about money and what could you change it to? What is a limiting belief that you have about money and what could you, what could you flip it to be? What is a limiting belief that you have about money and what could you change it to be? This is so fun. I love this like random Q and A. This is our review, by the way, of our last two weeks. Um, okay. Beth and Leslie pick a few names of people who are participating. Please keep those for when we give the prizes away. Um, Kelly said, you can't make money doing what you love. Yep. That's a good one. I've heard that. 
you can flip it to, you can make money doing what you love. Kathy is proof. Perfect. She turned it around and then she looked for the evidence. That's what the brain does, by the way. Your brain will tell you a, a thought, which is not a fact. Your thoughts are fake news, just so you know. And your brain will say to you, you could never do this. And you'll look for the evidence of why that, that's correct. So your brain will say, you're going to give, you're going to accept the invitation to give that speech. You're horrible at doing that. And your brain will look for evidence that you're horrible at it and you'll find it. You'll be like, yeah, remember that time when I tried to speak at my dad's 40th birthday and I, I am horrible at this. If you give your brain another thought, you'll find evidence of that. Like I am really good. I can do this. You'll be like, well, remember that time I was scared to do this thing and I actually pulled it off. Or remember when so-and-so in second grade was like, no, you actually are the best speaker that there is. Like your brain looks for the evidence. So when you say it is possible that you can make money doing what you love, just saying it to your brain, your brain will start trying to look for evidence. So it's helpful to tell yourself things that actually you do want to believe because your brain will help you go find evidence that that's true. If you say to yourself, all the good men are taken, you'll be like, yeah, so-and-so's husband's he left. He's a jerk. This other one, he's so sweet, but he's already taken. Like you'll find all of these negative pieces of evidence. But if you say, oh my God, like there's a new generation of guys and they're so great. You'll be like, oh yeah, so-and-so he wakes up with the baby, you know, so-and-so he does this, you know, so-and-so he makes sure that his wife, he always brings food in for her and he encourages her. Like your brain will look for the evidence of what you believe is true. And your brain is not it's not just throwing out facts all the time. And so this is really important, especially when it comes to money, because we live the lives we believe we deserve. And we constantly tell ourselves. and the reason I know this is because I've just seen so many people with so much scarcity in their life and whatever we have, let's put it this way. Our life as it is in this moment is a result of something. So like this t-shirt that's on me is a result of me going in and choosing to put this on the, the weight that I have right now on me, whether it's high, low, it doesn't matter. It's not the point, whatever it is, it's a result of what I've done, right? The way I've eaten, the way I haven't eaten, the way I've worked out, the way I haven't worked out. My bank account is the result of what I've done, what I haven't done, right? It's literally that, that is life. So our results are a lagging just sort of offshoot byproduct of our beliefs because our beliefs produce our actions and our actions produce our results. And that's literally how life is. So when people keep coming up short with like on paycheck to paycheck, it's like, well, what is happening there? And how are we choosing to deal with, okay, so this is what's, this is what the circumstances are. What is our choice around this? Is it possible that we could find a different way? Is it possible that we're worthy of more? Is it possible? Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. And then we find that way. I remember when I was a struggling songwriter living in LA, like come out to LA, having had a single mother, we lived in an apartment, didn't have any money, didn't have any cash. I had already spent like whatever little money I got for my bat mitzvah when I was 13, it was like, it wasn't enough to live my life. You know what I mean? Like it was a Walkman and $600. Like I didn't have anything. And I go out to LA and the facts were, my friends were like, you need to get a job that you hate and hopefully make money doing it. And I was like, okay. And so I did a bunch of those things until I couldn't honestly take it anymore. I was so depressed. I was like, what would it take for me to make a living doing what I love? And I started asking myself the question of like, how could I find a way? And then I started looking for the evidence of, wait a second, 
if I was able to get one song licensed to Tropicana or Old Navy, I could make 35,000, 50,000. So that does exist. I saw evidence of it. I started seeing more evidence of it. I started going down the rabbit hole and finding out songwriters were doing that. And I was like, okay, so if I took this step, then I would be able to be there. So how many, and then here's the cool thing. My friend Kelsey says, it's generally the rule of thumb that for every 10 no's you get a yes. So then I thought, well, if I reached out to 10 ad agencies a day, maybe I'd get one yes. So I was like, well, if I did that, that would be more than enough. So I started reaching out to 10 a day, but then I found out they're not all always looking, even the one person who would say yes. She didn't always, even though she might write back, she didn't always have a need right then for a song that I had, but I would collect those people. And by the end of the month, I'd have as a group of people who actually wrote back and were willing to talk out of all the people I reached out to. And sure enough, like popcorn, this one would pop one month. This one would pop, hey, do you have a holiday song? Hey, do you have a song about this? Do you have a song about sisters? Do you have a song about coming home? Do, 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 do. And it grew and it grew and it grew. Then I started teaching an online course for songwriters. I was like, wow, for every 10 people, let's say, who show up to a free thing that I do, maybe one of them would want to work with me. So then it's a matter of like, wow, I really can take the action. The action is something I have control over, yes or no? Yes or no? So then I started to figure out like, well, what are the right actions to take? Type a one in the chat if you get that. The actions I take are something that I actually do have control over. The actions, yeah, everybody knows that. That's the thing that you actually have control over. You also have control over what to think. So go back to Viktor Frankl, right? The man's like in a concentration camp. He's like, wait a minute. That's the one thing I can control is what I'm thinking. So you have control over what to think and you have control over what to do. So let me ask you this. Type a two in the chat if you can honestly say that you've been thinking what is helpful to think and taking the action that will actually get you the result that you want. And if the answer is no, just be honest and say, nope. So it's a mix. Some of you are saying, oh yeah, I've been thinking the thoughts and I've been doing all the right things. And some of you are like, no. I think that the majority of people I, I speak to, it's a fact that both the thought is not there and the action is not there to back it up. And that's because a lot of times the thought is so, it's just so heavy. I am not enough. Why would I do this? I will get rejected. These people will think I'm stupid. I'm making mediocre things. I'm not going to write the next thing. I, I've met people in LA, for instance, who've said, I wanted to be a playwright my whole life. I wanted to write a screenplay. I wanted to be a, a writer. And I wrote a script and I finally finished it. Do you know what that took? And I, I pitched it and nothing happened. You know, nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, let me get this straight. You've wanted to do this your whole life. You finally completed it. How many people did you send that to? Six. Six people told you no. You're like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, that's interesting. Six people. And what if it wasn't the script? What if your next script is the one? Why are you out of the game so fast? What is that? Why are we so precious? Like I wrote a thing and it said no. And so it's over. Okay, well, the first 41 songs I wrote, I would never play for you because they're bad. And I didn't let that stop me because I'm aware that Ed Sheeran is one of my favorite songwriters. And he said that 
He goes, I literally wrote my way through mediocre garbage until I finally started. Seth Godin says to me, Kathy, you know, half of what I write is below average. I go, that's not true. He goes, that's actually true. I go, what do you mean? He goes, that's what average means. I go, what do you mean? He goes, it means that half of it's below average. He goes, no one. Tell me the last time that a songwriter, David Foster, anyone, where every song they wrote was number one. No, they wrote a song a day and maybe three were number one. Diane Warren writes a song every single day. You know, all those songs. You gave me wings and make me fly. You touch my hands, I could touch the sky. She's writing a song every day. So it's not, I write a song and da, 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 da. Yeah, she has a bunch of number one singles. She writes a song every day. And for every song that people go, mm, I don't know, there's a hit. How many of you saw, and this is a little bit obscure, but it was big at the time, the Carol King Broadway musical, Beautiful. You got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart and people gonna treat you better. Did you guys see that show? It was great. The first 40 minutes of that show is her going back and forth to the Brill building. And they're like, no, 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 no. And she's like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. And finally, it's when this old world starts getting you down and people are just too much for you to take. And then in the second act of the show, she goes through a breakup, goes to LA and writes Tapestry. And every song on that record is a number one single. Well, those are like her 114th through 130th songs. Who's getting this now? So when I asked you before, tell me if you've actually had the right thoughts and therefore taken action. And you said you did. Was it really true? So this is where people go, oh, it goes back to what I said before. We don't have a business problem. We have a rejection problem. And what happens is some people have the courage to do one thing. Some people don't do any of those things, but some people write that fourth song and it gets rejected and they go, that was, that was it for me. That was it. I'm out. And some people go, nope. If Carol King had to write 40 songs, I could write 41 songs. And then it's like, here's the deal. The time's going to pass anyway. God willing. Why not do the thing that you're supposed to do? And then the other thing is what I've seen is that when it comes to showing up and building intimacy, if you're focused on the right things and not all of the glitz that doesn't matter, it actually happens really quickly. And we overestimate how hard it's going to be. And we underestimate how easy it's actually going to be. When I put people through made to do this and I say, you think you could make $5,000 this month? They go, no. I said, well, let's see. If you created an offer that's a thousand dollars and sold it to five people, you could, oh, I could never do that. Okay. You do logo design, right? Yeah. Well, how much do you think that should cost to build a logo and a website? I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll vomit if I offer that to someone. Okay. Can you offer it for $500? No. Okay. How about this? Can you start offering it to five people for free and give them a piece of it 
And then if they like it, tell them that you'll build it out after at the end. Well, maybe I could offer one little thing for free. I wouldn't vomit if I did that. Okay, let's see what we can do. It's a matter of literally not being worried about rejection. I say to people, do you think that thing that you love to do, like Maddie in our class, she's like, well, I love tarot card readings. I'm like, do you think that you could do a group class and it'll be $25? What happens if you get a hundred people in there? Wait, a hundred? Oh my God, that's crazy. I can't do that. How about 10? 10? $250 for an hour? I don't know if I could do that. Well, what if you did this? What if you started giving away and sharing and connecting with people and talking about tarot and the people who love tarot start to listen? And then you do like a free workshop where you go over like the meaning of a few of the more core cards. And at the end, you said, for anybody who wants this, I'm doing a, a class once a week. It's $25. I'll pull a card for you. We'll discuss it. You can, you can go in breakout groups and talk about your feel, feeling about what I said. You think any of those people might then do it? Cause you gave them some stuff for free first and they got a taste of it. And she's like, Hmm. And then she made $17,000 doing it. It's a rejection problem. And it's also, I don't know what action to take. So when you're in made to do this enrollment ends tomorrow, I'm telling you this, and I'm going to keep saying it because we don't open the doors again until 2022. And I don't want you texting me because I get DMs every single day from listeners of the podcast. Do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? No. When's your next program? January. So I'm going to tell you now, and I'm going to make sure I say it as loud as I can. Enrollment ends tomorrow night. You join this program. You're being given a step-by-step. -step. Here's the action we're taking. We're live on Zoom. You get accountability. You need to get your homework done. So then you actually get the work done. And by the end you're just doing things you never thought you could do because you actually are doing them. Who's getting it? Okay, last question. Why did I say that most people don't go through the third door? Why did I say that most people don't go through the third door? That's my last question for today. And we'll do it, another one of these games later. Yeah, Christine's got it. Melissa, Beth, write down a few names. You guys are going to get awesome stuff. I'm going to give away, for people who are just participating, I'm going to give away a Spiritual Gangster shirt, Vera Wang champagne flutes, Tory Birch sunglasses, just some fun stuff. And we'll announce the winners after. They're going to tell me who the names are. The answers I'm seeing, people are saying, for fear, afraid to leave the line. Jenny gets it. Guilt, shame from people in the line who tell us we belong there. Kelly Hopkins, you got it. She's been listening. Um, yep, afraid to leave the line. Absolutely. You guys get it. Yes, let's go over that one more time. Alex Benayan, my friend, wrote a book called The Third Door. Hi, Alex, if you're listening, it's a great book. It's an international bestseller. And he interviewed people to ask them how he, they became successful. People like Steven Spielberg, Lady Gaga, Warren Buffett, Maya Angelou, those types, you know, those types. And at the end of interviewing all of these people, he came to find out that life is like a nightclub. There's the long line, that's the first door. And most people stand in that long line waiting to be chosen, waiting for someone else to make their life. Waiting and 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 waiting for somebody else to say, I'll give you permission to come in. Most people wait in the first line. This is his metaphor, Alex Benayan. He said, Kath, the second line, it's the second door. The second door is for people who they've been given a gift. Their last name 
is Kardashian. Their dad knows a guy. They own the club. They are born into a second line, born into it. Connections, contacts, money, you get it. That's the second door. A lot of times people in the first line love to say, I'm either waiting or I have to be in that second line. That's not Alex's point. Alex's point was that Lady Gaga and Steven Spielberg and Maya Angelou, they weren't in line number one or line number two. They chose not to wait. And they didn't have the good fortune of being put in the second line. Nobody vouched for them. Nobody gave them a trust fund. Nobody helped to get them in the second line. And Alex says, anyone who's ever seen any building to use this metaphor knows there's always a third way in. There's always a third door. There's a door on the side. There's a back door, a kitchen door. There's a side door. There's always a third door in every building. No building has one door. No building has two doors. There's a third door. So he says, the name of the game is the third door. The name of the game is you go, I don't need you to tell me that I have permission. I don't need this guy to put me on a list. I'm going through the back door. I'm going through the kitchen door, the side door. I'm just going to walk. I'm going to open the door. Alex says, here's the deal. That's not the hard part. Not the hard part. He says, because you can see the third door. Everyone can see there's a door over there. Everyone can see there's a door over there. Everyone knows if they walked around the building, there's a door. We all know that. It's not, it's not, a, it's not crazy. You know that it's there. He says, the hard part is leaving the line. That's the hard part. The hard part is saying, all these people around me are going to look at me like, who does she think she is? All these people around me are people whose love and approval I want. All these people around me are people who have convinced me that if I were to walk out of line, I will get hurt or I will look stupid or I will be doing something that I should be ashamed of. Type of one, if you can relate to this at all. Letting people down, making them feel bad, hearing their voice saying, are you really going to go do that? What Alex said to me is that when he sat with Warren Buffett and Steven Spielberg and Lady Gaga and Maya Angelou, there came a point in the story where they looked around at the line and said, I'm going. And if you're not coming, or if you're going to tell me not to go, I'm going to have to let that be okay. And they all had someone in line with them who discouraged them from going, either saying, you're not good enough, you'll die out there, or saying, really, you're that delusional? It's not going to happen. Or saying, it's not good enough to just take over the family business. The guilt and the shame and the judgment was there. And they were willing to say, my primal need to be loved and approved of by these people in line with me will have to go because I'm going through the third door. And 100%, you guys, that's what's really going on. We were talking last night, me and Melissa and our mentors, and we're like, people will say this, 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 and this. And I'm like, the details don't matter. Do you really think, do you really think that there's anyone on this Instagram right now or Zoom call or wherever you're watching 
that doesn't have people in line with them like that? Do you really think that everyone who's going to join me to do this is in the second line? Someone just handed them something. You really? It's not true. So I said at the beginning, it's not a business problem. Not having the relationship we want, not having the money we want, comes down to courage. It comes down to courage. It comes down to saying more, more with no shame. And in order to have the more, it comes down to empathy. It's going to have to be about empathy for me and empathy for someone else. If the win-win empathy is not there, if I'm making money because I have empathy, but I'm not doing something that feels like me, it's not going to be sustainable. If I'm in a relationship and I'm all about empathy for me, but not the other person, it's not going to fly. Empathy has to be there, but the courage to actually step into the vision of the, the, the kind of quality of life that you want has to be what leads. Who's getting it? All right. Type a one in the chat or a heart or a smiley face <laughs> if you're going to join us and made to do this. Tell us if you're already in. We want to celebrate you because the doors close tomorrow. This is so fun. We're going to get to spend time with all of you. You're going to see me too much. Um, okay, so essentially you're not going to miss out on made to do this because you're smart. And we are closing enrollment tomorrow night. <laughs> And that's just what's happening. So we will be with you guys next week. For anyone who's already enrolled, let me make this loud and clear. Monday is our first day. So Melissa and I will be live at noon Eastern Standard Time. And then we'll be doing a session with you in the evening because we want to make sure that everybody can attend. Then there will be a session Wednesday at noon. Plus, when you sign up, you will get to choose your mentor call. Now, before anyone freaks out that this love is too much love, you don't have to, you don't have to show up for all of those. They're not required. And because every week we as a collective are doing a thing that leads to the next week, you won't miss out if you can come to one of those things. So you pick one or come to all, choose your own adventure, but we will be providing as much live interactive coaching time as possible every week. And that's what we're doing. So if anyone's freaked out, um, you probably should be actually because your life's about to change. We're going to melt your face off. You're going to, I'll tell you what's a guarantee. You're going to make friends like you've never had before. You're going to feel supported like you've never had before. You're going to be given a step-by-step -step guide on how to build a business being paid to be yourself in a way that you've never been shown. And we're going to make sure that you do it. And you're going to become braver and you're going to make money doing something that you tested that you always wished you could do, but didn't know if you could. And you're going to have a path to become your own boss. And you're going to get a certification for having finished it, which will then make you eligible to join our alumni only group. And you're going to hang out with people like me and Melissa and Beth who are nerds, but the nicest people you could ever find. 
Nice nerds. Total nerds. And <laughs> so we're nice. and, uh, and I have so many of my other amazing friends joining us, like Gabby Bernstein and Allie Webb and my friend Susie Moore. It's like the Mickey Mouse Club. I love you guys. This was so fun. Love you. Love you. Love Bye. You. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. As a reminder, doors to Made to Do This are open officially. I can tell you that so many courses online, people just don't finish. This is not one of those courses because it is not an online course. It is an interactive coaching program. It is true transformation. It is no person left behind. I am unbelievably amazed at what has happened to the almost 2,000 people who've gone through this program already just the absolute shifts that they have had, the ways that they're making ripple effects in the world and supporting themselves and their families, even through COVID with businesses from selling garlic to hand lettering cards, to knitting dolls, to logo designs. It is just incredible. I believe that this abundance is there for you. And I often say like, if this was your kid wanting tennis lessons or piano lessons, I know friends of mine who they will not, stop until their kids have everything that they want. And I often wonder why we don't invest that way in ourselves. I also say, you know, we are so quick to enroll oftentimes, like in a college course, you know, many of us went to college and college is definitely an amazing resource, but it's very theoretical where this is actually a fraction of a fraction of the cost. And it's not theoretical. It's very practical. You will be given the recipe, not just to make back your investment, but also to truly start making an abundance of income, doing things that you never dreamed that you could actually do and make a living from. This is all possible. The clients are there. The money is there. I want to help you really step into that potential and to call in that future. The last thing I will tell you is that there is a two-week refund policy. So if you join Made to Do This and you decide, you know what, this isn't for me, you get your money back, no questions asked. You can go to madetodothis.com if you want any more information, or you can DM me at kathy.heller. I'm happy to talk to you about it there, but I'm so excited. I can't wait to spend this time with you. It's going to be an amazing 12 weeks. Talk to you tomorrow.